Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Love it. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan S. Scott with you. It's 1233 in Edmonton. Uh, open up with a little bit of Tragically Hip. We're asking for uh, people's favorite songs from the Tragically Hip. And I said that they were a unifying band for the country. This texter, Cowtown Bob. Is that the handle? I want to make sure I got Yes, that's who he is. Bob, I am of... This This comes from Cowtown Bob. He says, I'm of the generation that were unimpressed by the hip. I am of the generation where the Guess Who, Bachman Turner Overdrive, and April Wine were where it's at. None of these bands could be attributed to unifying Canada. They just made millions of us very happy. In my view, it's an absurd contention that a rock band could unify our country. From a musical perspective, the hip was very average. That one comes to us from Cowtown Bob. Well, you're from a generation that probably remembered uh, John Short in his prime, and John always would have a line that would say, you have the democratic right to be wrong. Cowtown Bob, you're wrong. But thank you for taking time to text us on the show. All right. uh, We... In my humble opinion, you, sir, are wrong. Uh, let's do this. Let's get off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline for Cadian Custom-Built Homes. Check out the Cadian Show Home, the Juliet, in the Sherwood Park Golf Estates. For more information, head to CadianCustomHomes.com. We welcome back to the show the former general manager of the Tampa Bay Lightning. He started Octagon's player agency. May he be resurfacing shortly in a hockey operations role. Well, he's probably not going to tell us, but from the NHL Network, one of our analysts, Brian Lawton. Hello, Brian. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, and uh, I may be an American, but that song is on my playlist at the top of the list with Tragic Hip. So I'd be in your corner and disagree with the last tweet you just read. I'll tell a story. Like, when I worked in the reforestation industry, we had, you know, kids. Like, most most of the people were 19 to 22. They were from all across the country. They had very different you know, the kids from Quebec saw Canada differently than the kids from Northern Alberta did, right? The BC, there was even a difference between the, the kids from the BC interior and, uh, you know, uh, from, you know, like 
difference between kids from Vancouver versus the kids from Prince George in BC. But the one thing everybody, we all kind of liked it tragically. I don't know, you know, and I just find it kind of, and, and I told, I actually told Gore Downey this on an, on the Oilers plane in 2009. He was a friend of Kevin Lowe's and they were working on water keepers together. And I told Gord this story, and he, he stopped and said, well, like one of his relatives married a tree planter and said the exact same thing to him. And they took great pride when they heard stories that, you know, we could get past our little differences and sell I think they celebrated Canada, and there's something to be said for that, because I don't think we do enough. Like, you know what? Americans, Brian, love to tell you how great they are at stuff, right? We're the best. They do. I mean, this is a country that chanted USA, USA, USA with their fans when the Dream Team together were together pounding Angola by 80 points. Canadians would be embarrassed to do that when they're obliterating a team 11-12-0 in a World Junior Tournament. And it's happened. Like, the players were told to tone down the goal celebrations after a while. So, there's nothing wrong with celebrating. Am I off base there or am I on to something? Uh, you're not off base, but and this is the problem in the world today. You group everyone together. 100%. I was, although, although I loved the dream team, and I thought it was incredible, I was never into rubbing things in people's faces. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, all right. Hey, look, the Edmonton Oilers have made – you called it at the start of the year. You just thought Dave Tippett was going to be the head coach for that to have happen. But the Edmonton Oilers are in the playoffs. They're going to have home ice advantage in the opening run. Uh, Jay Woodcroft's gone 24-9-3 as head coach here. He's got a 7.08 winning percentage. But, Brian, is it different this year? Should there be a different sense of optimism? Because since Woodcroft has taken over, the Oilers' advanced analytics on five-on-five play have basically been top eight in the NHL. And usually, if that's the case, you have a chance to sustain something come playoff time. So what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I think it's one of the biggest metrics in regard to this team. Every team is different. Every team has a life of their own. But for the Oilers, that's been an Achilles heel. We know how great the special teams have been, particularly the last few years. Um, but to have the five-on-five five where it's at and really just to have the ability when your stars aren't on the ice, when your top six forwards aren't on the ice, to have guys that can play level or better is huge. And that's part of the reason Tampa Bay is rounding into form right now Um but I'm worried that they haven't been able to reconstruct their bottom six the way that they hope to. They certainly look great lately, but it's a strength. It's a strength that they would not have won without. So now I look at the Oilers and I say, wow, if they can play this way on a nightly basis, everybody knows what the record is. You just said it. Anytime you've got 24 wins and less than 10 losses, you know you're doing pretty damn well. Team is playing great. Goaltending shot to the roof. Didn't see that coming. Thought it might be a lost cause, to be honest with you, at one point. And Mike Smith has somehow regained his form and really played terrific. 11-0-1 in his last 12 starts. A 1.75 goals against average and a 9.47 save percentage. Uh... (laughs) 
Jack, that's Mike. beyond. I'm a big. I'm a big regression to the mean. Yes, that's beyond regression to the mean. That is beyond, and that, that that's a fair comment and a legitimate a legitimate concern. Is it? It's unlikely that Mike Smith will continue to have a 9.47 save percentage. All right, uh, we're joined. Uh, by the way, Brian, did you get a chance? And I, I'm not. I didn't. Uh, we didn't have the NHL Network in the hotel, uh, but did you get a chance to to watch the Oilers play Pittsburgh the other night? The McDavid versus Crosby matchup. I did. I was working at that time. So whenever I'm working, we have all the games on the side. And it's so distracting this time of year because you're so into what's going on in the games. And, of course, I wanted to watch that one, a matchup that, you know, the Oilers had not fared well in for a very, very long time in Pittsburgh. And uh, I was glad to see that finally change. All right. So, Connor McDavid, two five-point or two four-point performances against the Penguins this year. I know a lot of the media in Pittsburgh were talking about the Oilers' team speed. And, you know, Pittsburgh's a, a team that prides itself on. Now, Pittsburgh has struggled a bit, but was that more than just McDavid against the Penguins the other night? I think it was. I think they saw a more complete team. I mean, it's tough to stop Connor on any night, but when you throw a complete team out there, it makes it three times as hard to slow them down, to actually have to worry about other players, to have to worry about other lines. Um, you know, the Oilers have great potential right now. It's an exciting time. And yet, when you get to the first round, I'm always worried for everybody. Yeah. You just don't know in that first round what you're going to get. I, I would tell you they should easily win the first round. I highly doubt that will be the case. I agree. I think it's going to be a tough matchup. Todd McClellan, I mean, we all had, like I had, I'll be honest, I had Calgary bouncing back this year. I was like, there's no way Markstrom's going to have a 904 save percentage again. Uh, I thought Edmonton was going to compete against Vegas for top spot, and I had the three Cali teams out of the mix, and L.A. surprised everybody. Brian Lott for the NHL Network for Cadian Custom Built Homes. All right, Brian, switching focus to Vegas. Uh, biggest disappointment in the NHL this season? I would say so. I mean, there was a number of teams that had some really poor luck, Vegas being one of them. Obviously, the Islanders come to mind quickly, but uh, no one more so uh, would I say I was disappointed in their performance than in Vegas. What do you think the collateral damage is going to be out there for that? Hard to tell. Never seen it before for this franchise. I mean, they've had disappointment, but... It's pretty much been a rocket ship since the moment they came into the league. Um, you know, it's it's very interesting down here. It's very talked about. There's a little bit of spite when people talk about Vegas. Uh, almost a little hatred. It, it's fair to say they're not America's team. Um, I don't know if that's based off of how fortuitous they were in the expansion draft or what, but you know, if you really think about it, I, I travel quite a bit in my life, and I've told the stories before. Vegas was the most well-known thing in the NHL after they came into the league. They've done a lot to elevate hockey around the world. Um, but this year, it's gone sideways. They've been aggressive. They've been um, relentless on trying to move forward as quickly as they can. And although everything was coming up sevens for them for a number of their moves, it finally turned against them. And the combination of some things, some oops, some boo-boos, uh, 
whatever you want to call them going sideways really derailed that team. I mean, there was a chance all the way into the last night. And I mean late in that game in Dallas when Arizona was coming back that they still potentially could have been in the playoffs, but ultimately they really can't blame anyone else but themselves. They had opportunities down the stretch to get it done. They just couldn't get it done. They just could not get it done. And everything kind of turned against them. It's been tough to watch. I do think they'll regroup next year, though. I really do. Yeah, I do, too. Uh, It's interesting. Like, Vegas and Vancouver, those aren't bad teams. They're going to miss the playoffs. Uh, I even argue Winnipeg, you know, I'm not quite sure what happened to Winnipeg this year. So I'm going to ask you, what do you think went on with the Jets? For me, the Jets have never been able to recover from the, the summer of Lost D. And to be fair to them, they did have some horrific luck. You know, they let Tyler Myers go to UFA. They lose Ben Sherrod as well. They trade Jacob Truba. And then, lo and behold, Dustin Bufflin, right before the season starts, retires. That has set that organization off on a, on a path that's significantly down from their high when they were challenging to go to the Stanley Cup Finals. And they just haven't recovered. They've been in a downward slide. I think Kevin Cheveldayoff has to do some deep soul searching and try to figure out, do I artificially take another step or two back so I can jump three or four steps forward? Or do I just try to continue to retool my D? I'm a good friend of Dave Lowry's. I'm a big fan of his, but I don't believe he'll be back. So does Cheveldayoff go that route where he goes out, looks for another coach, looks for that big bump that you can get off of a new coach as everyone in Edmonton has seen. Uh, also, everyone in Calgary would attest to that and try to go that route. I am very curious to see what he decides. Just two years left on Mark Shifley's contract. You start looking at guys like that, and it's a pivotal time for them. Hellebuck's got two years left in his deal as well. We're joined by Brian Lawton. Brian, tonight's opponent for Edmonton, we have a guy that texts the show called Fear the Fin. He's a San Jose Sharks fan, Phil. And, you know, he's hey, they were as good as anybody in terms of regular season record for a 15-year run. They had the best combined record over those 15 years. Unfortunately, did not end up in the ultimate prize, which was the Stanley Cup, but they played a bunch of playoff games. They had a real good go. I think, to me, San Jose's been a bit like a guy that's three-quarters bald, and they just need to, you know, take that final step. They haven't necessarily done that, though. And uh, we know that there's a, a management position that's opening up there. What do you envision is going to transpire in San Jose here in the next couple of years? Uh, I would have thought if they hadn't signed Tomas Hurdle that they would, to take your analogy, have been uh, shaving the whole thing off and just going for it and starting kind of over. But in signing Tomas Hurdle, it certainly signaled that they'd like to continue to be competitive. I therefore believe that they will try to retool on the fly. They do still have some significant pieces They are not unlike other clubs that have some problematic contracts. Guys like Mark Edward Vlasic come to mind. You know, a guy that's been on a steep decline the last few years. Minutes have gone from essentially 23 and a half to 20 to 18 to 15. And yet the contract that 
multiple years left at $7 million is problematic. Everybody's talked about their character issues there. One of the players on the Oilers has been referenced as part of that problem. Certainly hasn't been a problem for the Oilers, so that's hard to figure out. Uh, I think at the end of the day, you're going to see them try to retool and jump back in the mix. And I do think in today's NHL that that is powerful and possible. I do believe that if you drop to the bottom of the league in today's NHL, it's going to be much longer than people are used to. And you and I have talked about it. I call it never, never land. It's hard to get out of never, never land if you drop down there. You don't want to go there because there's no easy path out. We've changed the draft lottery. We've got more teams than ever making the draft more difficult. There's a lot of new factors weighing against teams. It's not like the early 2000s when you had Chicago, L.A., uh, Pittsburgh, <clears throat> all built on the backs of the draft. All right, Brian, I'm going to put you on the spot here because we're not going to have you on before the playoffs start. So the general consensus, obviously, that Colorado's a, a significant favorite with maybe Calgary being the number two choice in the Western Conference. Um, out East, you know, to to be the champ, you got to knock off the champ. So I'm going to put Tampa Bay as a uh, favorite in the Eastern Conference, and many would have Carolina there as well. Give me a sleeper for both conferences that you think can get some things, maybe make some hay coming up this offseason. My sleeper pick for the East will surprise a lot of people. They're playing much better now, um, but that is because they've gotten players back that were injured. And they're not finishing very high. They're in a wild-card spot. Uh, I believe they'll finish in the first wild-card spot. So they'll play Carolina, not Florida, not the last spot, and that is the Boston Bruins. I just think they have the, they have the potential to rise up. Um, Jake Dabrowski has been a revelation. He's filled a massive role for them. Eric Halla has come alive on that second line as well. Taylor Hall... Finally, the other night I saw him score a goal like I think he should score 20 of them. And yet, he's just trying to get to 20. So if he could regain his form, Hampus Lindholm, Charlie McAvoy's a real deal, unproven goaltending, but I like their goaltending, they have a chance to really surprise people. That entire, entire conference is so close, it's a joke. Um, you know, Washington could finish behind them. It might be Pittsburgh. We'll see what happens in the final games here. But uh, those are some really good hockey teams. Toronto Maple Leafs, people may not like to have it in Edmonton, but they've had an incredible year. I would not be surprised if they're done playing hockey 10, 12 days from now. Okay, and what about in the West? In the West, for me, the team that I really believe is the team I picked before the season started to surprise everybody, and I'm sticking with the Edmonton Oilers. It has not gone by any, in any fashion the way I thought it would, and yet here we are, and that was really a bet on some of their key top players. Um, here we are, and they have an opportunity to really surprise. I don't think... Um, the rest of the world, even when Edmonton started good or was playing well earlier in the season, gave them enough credit. Uh, this is a chance for Connor McDavid to become, you know, a really, really great player, to become a legendary player. And I could see 
that process taking a couple of steps forward this year. Uh, they, to me, are definitely a team that has a chance to rise up, particularly because you figure Minnesota and St. Louis are going to play each other, two really good teams. One of them's going to lose. Colorado is going to have to play one of those teams, most likely, and that gives Edmonton a chance to get out of their division. And then if they get to the conference final, then all bets are off for me against anybody. Brian, great stuff. Love having you on the show. Thanks for your time. My pleasure, Bob. Thank you. From the NHL Network for Cadian Custom Build Homes, check out the Cadian Show Home, the Juliet Insured Park Golf Estates. That's Brian Lott. And for more information, head to CadianCustomHomes.com. We'll tell you, the guests on our show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night in the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue, open Wednesday through Sunday, 5 to 10 p.m. Tell Brendan and Chris that Oilers now sent you. When we come back, NHL Today for Elite Promotional Marketing and the Oilers Now Injury Report on a game. Night, Edmonton and San Jose at Rogers Place. Scott in Calgary, Texas. It says, Bob, Nautical Disaster is my uh, easily my favorite hip song. Please forgive my fellow Calgarian. We have a lot of wrong people down here, just not music-wise. I'm so happy at Scott in Calgary about how Brett Kulak has played. I thought he was a huge overpay when we first got him, and I didn't think it was a need, but I'm so glad I was wrong. And I'm a huge fan of the job Woodcroft and Manson have done so far of the team. Tippett, says Scott in Calgary, seemed to have lost the room, and I can't think of an instance in pro sports where a coach got the team back after losing uh, the room, other than maybe Tom Coughlin, uh, Coughlin the year he won uh, with the Giants when they uh, won that uh, Super Bowl. So that one comes to us from Scott in Calgary. All right, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Bob Stoffer, Brendan S. Scott with you. Oilers and the San Jose Sharks tonight. Uh, let's get to the rest of the NHL action with NHL Today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandising specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com, and here's Brendan Escott. All right, well, uh, nine games total in the league tonight, but all 16 playoff spots are now shored up. Some shuffling could still happen in the East, as Brian uh, was talking about there, so keep an eye on Tampa in Columbus and Boston hosting Buffalo tonight. Leafs, uh, by the way, do not have their opponent yet. Could be either one of those two who I think Vegas is going to miss the playoffs for the first time in the franchise's five-year history, as mentioned. What's worse? Well, they're already $10 million over next year's cap, and we know the puck hasn't dropped on that season. Bakersfield wrapping up the regular season uh, at home on Saturday to Stockton. Oil Kings can sweep Lethbridge in the opening round of the WHL playoffs with a win on the road tonight. And 15-year-old Michael Misa, who uh, just received exceptional status from Hockey Canada to enter the OHL draft early. He went first overall to the Saginaw Spirit, eligible for the 2025 NHL draft. I was going to, Bob, save the uh, the Team Canada story for the Scott Arthur okay. Millwork Let's report. do it then, then. Sure. Let's do it then. Uh, absolutely. At the uh, U18 Championship. Uh, as we close in on the conclusion of the Oilers' regular season, playoffs, and guess what? There's availability at this time, at this time, that's the emphasis, for every home game around one uh, for you to uh, get involved in suites. You visit OilersPremium.com. Um, 
Some of the suites have up to 24 people in the suite with food and beverage packages. Again, visit OilersPremium.com for more information. All right, so that's uh, NHL Today for Elite Promotional Marketing, and we are now going to go into the Oilers Now Injury Report for James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. Trent Brown, huge Oilers fan. He's an Edmonton guy, just like you. Many of you listen to the show and myself. Uh, so he's pretty stoked and pumped and jacked up with how the Edmonton Oilers are playing right now. Yes, the Pooley uh, will play tonight. Back in after missing the last three games with a non-COVID-related illness. And uh, still out and not skating yet. Darnell, Nurse, Eric Carlson, and Kevin LeBanc. Carlson, lower body issue. LeBanc, shoulder injury. Uh, a couple significant scratches for the Oilers' opponent tonight, the San Jose Sharks. It is 12.58 in Edmonton. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And at 105 for Canadian Power Pack, Kevin Weeks. You're listening to Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.